may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, deebidi-pow. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, by... Tanya! Yay! And unfortunately, we do not have Allie today because Aww. Allie is recovering from surgery. So Aww. it's just the two of us today. We did try to uh, entreat others, uh, but we are recovering. Uh, well, <laughs> we, are we are recovering ourselves. We are recovering ourselves. It is Labor Day as we uh, yes a, as we record this. So you know everybody else is being lazy, and we're we are on the job. But yeah. I'm here. I'm ready to do stuff. Yes. And what we're going to do is we are going to watch movies. I know it's a shock on this podcast. <laughs> so, Tanya, we are going to watch Wages of Fear today. Woo-hoo! What do you know about Wages of Fear? Um, hi, that much. Okay, awesome. This is going to be wait, so wait, wait. great. Okay, except this weird part of my mind knows mm-hmm. you have talked about a movie where people drive over a bridge with dynamite. <laughs> is that this movie? Yes. <gasps> I'm super excited because one, that movie sounds so cool. Oh yes, and two, I was right. Yes, I remembered. Yeah, the the this is one of the most basic plots you will ever see in a movie, and it is a masterpiece of thriller filmmaking. Woo-hoo! It is about four guys who are hired to drive a truck full of nitroglycerin through rocky mountains. Oh god, and Yay! and that's all it is. It is Woo-hoo! just these guys encountering things that might go bump and. Blow them Come all up. <laughs> so this film was remade a couple times. It was uh, most famously remade in the 70s as a movie called Sorcerer, which oh. is the next movie we are going to be watching ah. for this podcast. Uh, they are both very different uh, from each other, but the same plot. Okay. And, uh, I think they're a great double feature. So we're going to start today with Wages of Fear. So Excellent. We're, Tanya and I are going to go watch it off the lovely Criterion <gasps> DVD Ooh. that uh, we have on hand. <laughs> And uh, we're going to enjoy it, and we will come back in just a couple seconds to talk about it. So please join us in watching the film. Thank you. Bye. That was an exploding noise. What did you think? Oh my fucking Christ. (laughs) I wanted to hit the TV so bad. Oh, I know, right? So many times. Yes. Yes. Like, it wasn't even funny. (laughs) Oh my God. There was a lot of squirming on the couch here. (laughs) I, like, and I even could tell what the thing was going to be. Like, I'm like, no, okay, so that's going to happen, and then that's, I'm trying not to spoiler it. 
if if our dear listeners have gotten to this point, they know they should have watched the movie. So point. we're we're going to dive right into it. Holy! Oh my god! This is a movie to watch, though, because just because the good stuff. Yeah, is I mean, like so good, and it's so visceral, and it's something to experience. Yes, like, like don't don't put it on while you're knitting, or well, maybe knitting, but I mean, like you have to watch it. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you have to be engaged with it. Yeah, and it's plenty engaging. Yes, yes it is. Like, oh my, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so mad at that dude at the end right now. I'm just so fucking mad at him. The ending is absolutely infuriating. Unless it was all a dream. No, no, I'm, I'm, because I was worried they were gonna do that. No, Henry George Clouseau, the director, (sighs) I've seen enough of his other movies, it's like, oh, he was... He didn't like mankind very no, much. No, no, it was very French. It was very, it was very like nihilistic. There is no point. There, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. Like we're mm. all, we're just waiting. And then, rien. Mm-hmm. you know, it's just, oh. Have you ever read Stephen, Stephen King's uh, short story, The Long Walk? Yes, I have. I was very much flashing to that yeah. at, at the end. Yeah. Well, not the end end. Yes. <laughs> but then kind of the end kind end. Of, yeah. Because, oh my God. Like, I okay, listeners, mm-hmm. I love Stephen King, but that, he wrote it as Richard Bachman. If you haven't read it and you're not suicidal, go read it <laughs> and then like hug a billion stuffed animals because that's, mm-hmm. it's the same feeling. It's just like, ah. And <laughs> half the time, like, we never even find out out what happened to the first truck mm-hmm. or well whatever the, the, the one is truck yeah point, and yeah. it's just like and life is like that and i hate you for people for knowing that and articulating it so well would it surprise you if i told you that the director was good friends with satra uh not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> nope you could have said Kafka, you could have said Sartre, you could have said... Yeah, there there are many. There are many. Uh, Camus, you know? <laughs> like, any of those, I'm... Yep, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a dark movie and, and infuriating, but... The, but... The, 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 like, from the one-hour mark right up to the very end, that whole set of when they're in the trucks is just so it's amazing. Superb. Like yeah. and every shot there is purpose for every shot. There yes. is like and I get that and like there's oh and and there there are so many things the, just for every shot it a lot of it's so iconic like when the front truck does blow up. Yes. You find out because you see the ta- tobacco just suddenly blows away. Yes. And there's like a flash. There's a flash and the delayed sound. Yeah, and, the... and for a second I thought there was, for a second I was almost like, what, did the video skip or yeah. something? And But no, it, that was on purpose. That was part of the thing to say, holy shit, smoke ball. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, but nitroglycerin doesn't really work like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I know this. <laughs> like, it, it kind of does, but not like that. You can't just, like, pour a drop on the floor and it go but, boom. But it is sensitive to impact. It is sensitive it, 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 it to is, impact. It is incredibly unstable. I get that. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. I get the not bouncing it around. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. Don't hit it with rocks. Especially when you have... 
that much yeah, of it. Yeah, because you're carrying, what, was it like a ton in each truck or something? Yeah. It was an insane yeah, amount. All those jerry cans, not cushions. No, God, no. In these old At least they had straps. They, they had, had straps. straps kind of. And mm-hmm. they had, I, I do like that they separated the loads out. So yes. That, you know, if one went, you still have the chance to get the yeah. one getting through. Yeah, and the time between them, or the time they were the supposed to keep mm-hmm. between them, was like, I thought that was smart. I hate Americans who yeah. rape other cultures and lands for mm-hmm. resources and don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the cut we watched, the, the cut that's on the Criterion Collection release, is 21 minutes longer than the release that was originally uh, oh. put out in American theaters because it was so anti-American. Oh, God. They took a whole bunch of stuff out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, like the dude sitting around going, yeah, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. Probably... Like the Mexican speech gringos, like yeah, they probably the, took that out. I yeah, don't know. yeah, they're it's a gritty movie. Yeah, like it, I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, I I'm always impressed watching this. You know, this was 1953. It was France, and um, I'm impressed that first of all, that whole village was just built in France. Oh, nice. And and those were all just hired. Wait, actors. they were in France. They were in France. It was Wait, filmed in, in France. <laughs> They filmed in southern France. Okay, so it must have been our... Mm-hmm. Or unless it was on the other side. Uh, I cannot remember what region okay. they were in. I, I know it was like southern France. Yeah, they, yeah, They initially wanted to film in Spain, but Franco was in power. Oh, yeah, that would have um, not worked. And, and some of the actors did not like that, so well, they filmed in France. Good for them. Yeah, and the... But that, that town just looks like a place they found and they went yeah, to Yeah, in some random... Some random uh, third yeah, world for, country. I, I keep wanting to be like, where are they supposed to be? Because there's so many places they could be. Well, like, they're in South America. For a while, yeah. I thought they were in Africa. No, they're, and they're in I South America. And then I was like, no, no, it's South America. Yeah, because but all like, the plane flights are like to Lima and... Yeah, and it, then yeah. that confirmed it. But like yeah. at the very, very beginning, I'm like, are, where are they? And in a lot of ways, it doesn't really no, matter. No, it really doesn't. Because it's it's just meant to be this kind of waypoint where people get trapped. Yes. And Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because like, does that still happen today? I'm sure it does in some areas. So, but like, how does that happen? You know, you get you get companies coming in and people following the companies in to make money, and then yeah, but like, doesn't your passport get you out? Like, they didn't have passports. Like, I was just very confused about the logistics of that. Like, the remember thing... this is post war. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I know why the Nazi salt mine marker dude probably didn't have a passport. <laughs> or I can guess yeah. that he wasn't really in a salt mine. I Yeah, I don't... It, you can... It, with all of these characters, you don't quite know if what they're saying and that's is kind true. of okay. And, yeah, and it's impressive. It's like, these are not nice people. No. Well, <laughs> you, not necessarily. Like, Luigi's a nice guy. Yeah. Like, he's trying to be less assholish than the others. Uh-huh. No, there's nobody really root for. And that's okay. And yet you do. Yeah, because it, well, you the, want the thing to happen. Yeah, you want, you want, you get invested in the characters, even though you don't like them, or even though well, they're it's not like you nice just, people. You want the, I, I personally wanted 
them to reach their destination. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like I guess I w- I knew like I I I was okay with people dying. Like I'm like, "Oh, that's yes, yeah. metaphor and reasons for dying and that's fine and it's dangerous." But like I I was kind of just like, "Okay, just make it be done." Yeah. Like I don't and I don't know if that's like my psychology of like cuz if you look at their journey as a metaphor for life, Oh yeah, in and, itself, and it is. like, is it my psychology does that? It, that is like, just get it done, just make it <laughs> over with. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and worry about all this crap anymore. Like, or is well, that in, like in, intentional? Well, I think that's absolutely intentional because you're kind of stuck with them on yeah. this agonizingly slow, long, dangerous Which trip. They make slower on purpose. Yeah, because you can't jostle the can, so you got to go slow. And, and it's just, it, it just keeps drying out and drying out. And in a way, the agony of watching it all by getting to their destination, it's like, this ends at the destination, yeah, I, therefore I want to get there. Yeah, either blow up or just get there. Like, yeah. I don't care which. You're going to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Just do it already. <laughs> <laughs> which does not mean that this was not an enjoyable, well... I don't know if enjoyable is right. Well, it's a it's a roller coaster. I appreciate the experience. Yeah. I appreciate having the experience because yeah. that was an experience. Yeah, it, oh it my it's god, so, it's such a visceral film. And then the asshole—he did it. He's got money. He's gonna leave. The girl's happy, and and he just wee wee off the cliff. Off the cliff. Which again, like in the long road. Oh yeah. And then he started running. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, and and it's the, you know, maybe I'm really terrible at inter- interpretation. Like this, but, <laughs> but, you know, once you get to the point where there's the line with there's nothing beyond the fence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, the, and, whole, and the, the whole, you know, Rien the, thing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that was totally death and like. Yeah, and but 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 even beyond that, you know, you have the guy left alive, knowing in his own way that there's nothing. Yeah, that the there's fence. nothing. Yeah, so so what? So and I've reached this destination. Now what? What? So just so fuck it, fuck everything. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Off we go. Toodles, the cat. You're driving. <laughs> oh no, Bear is driving. How can that be? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. I always forget how much time is spent in, at the front part of the movie. Oh, with the... Setting everybody just up. setting everybody because up. Because every time I've sat down to watch this, it's like, yeah, that setup's like 10 minutes long, and then it's all car. Yeah. And it's not. It's like half the no, movie no, no. is setting up those characters, which, which is Which I important. thought was brilliant, too. Oh, just the way they fantastic. set up, like, how the two French guys kind of, like, hook up. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah... You're singing the French, you're whistling the French national anthem. Yeah. I know that song. We're Frenchies. Yay. Oh, wait, but I came from this different part, so we kind of have a thing, but not, not completely. Yeah. Yeah. Because French. (laughs) (laughs) And, and the constant, you know, fucking each other over. Yeah. The the battle with the, with the, um, with the radio. Oh God, the champagne bottle. Oh God, the champagne. (laughs) That was cool. Oh God. Yes. It's, it's. That whole scene is just perfect. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just realized that mirrored when the dude hit him with the rock. Yeah. 
I just realized that. <laughs> See, brilliance. Yeah, brilliance. It's, it's amazing. It um and and all, oh. all of Clouseau's movies, at least all the ones I've seen, and I've seen several. They're all like that. They're just perfectly put together in yeah. terms of shot and in terms of plotting. And uh, you know, Clouseau himself worked on this script. It's based on a novel by uh, Georges Onard. Or not, I think it is. Uh, I forget the yeah, George Onad, who which was a pen name of Henry Gerald, but you know, Wages of Fear was the one major book okay. that he had written. So uh, Clouseau and his brother worked on the script and developed the movie, nice. and uh, they filmed it over the period of two years. It was originally going to be a very short shoot, and then. You know, like actors got sick from being crawling through like crude oil. You know, go but, figure. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, because that would cause no problems. There was a lot of rain on the road that that wouldn't cause any problems no. whatsoever. <laughs> Just there were did problems. they try and pull a boat up a mountain while they were at it? Because you, you'd wonder about that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's not quite Fitzcarraldo levels, but <laughs> it yeah, sounds close. Yeah, when you're getting conjunctivitis because of all of the <gasps> gas fumes. Oh my god! <laughs> and the director Cluzo broke his ankle, and you know, just a whole. Bunch oh of stuff. man! Yeah, it it was apparently just a sucky shoot, and and Cluzo <laughs> was kind of famous for not being real nice to work with because he's kind of a downer. Well, he's no, a pen- really? He's a pessimist. Really? He's cynical. <gasps> really? Kind of angry all the time. <laughs> no. But he turned out really great movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say how long of a career he had because he, he had kind of a long career because it spanned many years, but it was kind of off and on again. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Um, He started... Screenwriting, if I remember, in the in the nineteen thirties or so, longtime fan of cinema. He started writing for films uh, when he moved to Berlin, and then um, you know Nazis happened, and yeah. he was fired for being friends with Jewish producers, and Talk. so, and then you know he caught per- tuberculosis, and so he went to mm. Switzerland, and he was bedridden for five years, like you do, like you do. You got to recover, yeah. And then uh, he went back to France. Which the Nazis had occupied by that time. Sure. And so he's w- working for these French studios. And uh, the one he wound up working for... God, I'm trying to remember how this happened. The one he wound up working for... God, he was fired or... Um, they he pissed them off in some way and and he couldn't work for them anymore and then the nazis got chased out of france and then uh france banned him from working in films because he had associations with that studio and (laughs) (laughs) it was going to be a lifetime ban wow and then uh several other filmmakers and artists stepped up on his behalf oh and they were like no dude the nazis fired that guy well he still got a two-year ban but at least it was only two years yeah that makes sense um after 1947 he started working uh again and um after his health had recovered enough he started directing films okay and his second film was Le Carbeau, which pissed off a lot of people because um, it had a lot to mean things to say about provincial France. And <laughs> really, <laughs> why? Which is, which is it's a fascinating movie. It oh I, w- I should probably see it. I've actually been to Provence. Yeah, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's about um, a little town that's being torn apart because there's somebody writing poison pen letters. To oh, everybody else. nice. And and it's just unraveling everybody that's that's kind of fascinating it's a great movie um we'll probably watch it at some point for this podcast yay by that point 
he's making movies that are very strongly influenced by the noir era in sure. the U.S., especially okay. Hitchcock. Well, Hitchcock. yeah. And by the time Clouseau made this and he made uh, Quay of the Goldsmiths and Le Diabolique, Hitchcock considered him a threat. Oh. Psycho was rushed to production because oh. Hitchcock said, Diabolique, and said, uh, I need to get in front of this. Wow. They actually, for, for the plot of Diabolique, Clouseau got the rights to it hours before Hitchcock <gasps> tried to get them. So they were Damn. competition. But they so I've never a, heard of Hitchcock being scared of anybody before. <laughs> oh yeah, just little rivalries. But yeah, Clouseau was pr- probably the strongest contender, even though he didn't well, have a long career just because no, of his no, health. No, I could see and, the way he yeah. was shotting, shooting, the timing he was using, yeah. the long drawn out like just sequences, like the one where the the trucks on the platform, yes, and he's going and he's getting off and he. Oh, and he's sliding. Oh, no. So he fixes the sliding. And then the rope chain mm-hmm. thing that holds the entire platform up catches on the truck. I'm like, that was very... I could see Hitchcock oh, yeah. have putting yeah. that in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Hitchcock was doing that back in the 30s. Yeah, and, and working it the same way. It's, it's got the... Yeah. yeah. It's that Rube Goldberg machine yes. of, a, of a scene where it's like, oh, he might get... Oh, no. Oh, he might get out. No. Oh, maybe it'll work. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I called it, though. That trolley thing was totally going down oh, the ravine. Oh, it, totally obvious. Like, I that, saw it there somewhere. and I'm like, okay, that's going down the ravine. Yeah. Because they move it to the edge and, like, so I still want to know how the dude didn't fall down the ravine. I'm not sure, but I... Uh, like, I'm just going to go magic movie p- teleportation. <laughs> I kind of wanted him to be under the truck. Yeah. Like, like he had just, like, waited. Scrambled under or yeah, hanging off like the hanging edge. Yeah, just, like, hanging off or, the edge. Hitchcock would have done hanging off or, the edge. Because Hitchcock freaking loved that. Crawled inside the truck. <gasps> yes, <laughs> that, that was the good. other thing that I saw it, that I thought. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It, it really doesn't. It the the important part was he he, he that he was broken at that yeah, point. Derwin, yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's done. He Crispy was already fried. having problems. You mm-hmm. just tried to almost. Yeah, he was saying stop, and you didn't stop. Huh? I wonder how that feels. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry. And and <laughs> you know, it's mirrored later in the movie when. Yeah, there are yet more consequences of of that. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, uh, what it reminds me of this time uh, watching through it. It reminds me of zombie movies because zombies are an environment. I can see that. Yeah, and and if you're in a zombie movie, I can see that. Usually the zombies don't get you. It's the humans you're with. I the, yeah. the, the problems yeah. come from yeah, the yeah, humans yeah. you're with. I. I wouldn't say, you can't, I wouldn't compare this to, say, fast zombies. No. I could also compare this to, say, like, if you're doing a plague movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, plague movies are yeah, based zombie on the movies. Same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's basically the thing of, like, there is no way out. Mm-hmm. And so what happens while you still think there is? Yeah. And yeah. what will you, what will that hope drive you to? Before you give it up. And is it better to give up the hope? Right. Because in some cases, maybe it is. Yeah. And that's... Oh, God. That's kind of dark. Have you ever seen The Mist? Which one? 
The good one or the, the one with the Adrian Barbeau? No, wait, that's, that's the, fog. the Fog. That's Sorry. the Fog. <laughs> the Mist. I'm, I'm talking about the Frank Darabont directed. Is that Thompson. the one? With, uh, probably not. No. Okay. That'll fuck your shit up. Well, is it based on saying. the Stephen King story? Oh, yes. Okay, I know the story. It's I've darker heard, than the story. I've heard that they kind of took it and went a whole 20 feet further into the uh-huh. oh no territory. Uh-huh. They really did. They really yeah. did. And in a lot of ways, what we're talking about with the, is it even better to yeah, give yeah. up hope? And um, that that's a movie that plunges deep into that territory. Yes. Like, Stephen, really deep into Stephen that territory. Stephen King does that a lot. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I know. But anyways. Anyway. <laughs> more notes. What else can you tell me? I'm fascinated. Oh, the, oh it's, um, the, there was an, okay, so. Sorcerer was a remake of this, as was a movie called Hell's Highway, also known as Violent Road, in uh, 1958, so five years later. I don't know much about that one. Okay. It it seems to be hard to find, so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, nobody seems to care about it much anymore, so I I presume. (laughs) Was there anybody in it? Not A-list. Okay. But it was American remake. Okay. Well, (laughs) American remake. Uh, No, well, Sorcerer is also an American remake. Wait, wait, but that wasn't until like the 70s, right? 1977. Yeah, see, 70s, you're okay with American remakes because in the 70s, there were actually people who would say shit about Americans being stupid. True. Very true. Or so is my guess. Although I don't feel like the Americans being stupid thing is necessarily core. No, no, no. I mean, mean, it's, it's, it's the... The the you, the spark that marks off the it strikes off the rest. Yeah, of the no, plot, it, it's but. more of just like as opposed to if they tried to remake it in the fifties, there would have been a lot of American heroism and a lot of we just saved the day yeah. and and the metaphors about the road would have been different. They would have been about the camaraderie even more mm-hmm. than about the existential questions that they were really posing. Yeah. And so the American remake just, I I can see it really working in the 70s as oh, yeah. opposed to like the 60s or the 50s. Well, indeed, because, you know, even beyond that, this is a very cynical film and the 70s were super cynical. Oh, yeah. In American films. That's probably why I like them. <laughs> yes. They're so good. <laughs> But uh, as you'll find when we go watch mm-hmm. Sorcerer, Sorcerer is a readaptation of the book. Ah. So it, it does take some of the stuff in a separate direction. Okay. Um, it's kind of nice to see it from the perspective of the 1970s. Yes. And, and we'll definitely get I'm into I'm very that. excited. Well, we'll definitely get into that when we get into the next podcast. Yes. I will wait for that to ask questions about whether they figured out science. <laughs> there, it's still the... the I, I feel I feel like the conceit of nitroglycerin blows up. <laughs> we need to be careful with the nitroglycerin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Maybe they'll learn how to siphon better. Yeah, I'd hope so. Because, because that's yucky. It, yeah, you don't you don't want nitroglycerin no, in your mouth. Don't put unless, nitro in your mouth unless you've got a heart condition and right. then take the pill. Yeah, and you need those little tiny pills. Yes, they're, they're super teeny, 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 teeny pills. Guy. Uh, dear <laughs> listeners, if you need to start a siphon properly without getting your mouth on whatever the hell's in mm-hmm. the fluid, I used to work in a fish store. I know this. So what you do is you take your long tube that mm-hmm. you're trying to siphon with and you mostly submerge the entire tube. Like you just have a little bit of the one end you want to siphon out of or siphon into right. the, the, the spout part. You want that part above water, yep. just barely. Once you get the rest of the tube underwater, yep. or under the liquid, I should say, yep. you seal off 
yep, the end with, of like, the with hose your thumb. with your thumb. So there's like, a, how much should you say, like an inch of air space? Well, it, 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 as, as little air space as you can get. Right, but and still then, a bubble. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily even need to, if you can submerge the entire tube, that's yeah. even better. But if it's something you don't necessarily want to touch, just, yeah. you know, yeah, just a, as little air as you can right. keep in the tube, and then you seal it off with your thumb. Yep. And then you bring your tube out and, uh, you know, snake it into your bucket or whatever you're siphoning mm-hmm. into. And then you let your thumb go and there's your siphon. So as long as the end that of you're your bringing tube. out is yep. underneath the level of the liquid that yep. you're siphoning, you should, fix. you should be gold. So you don't need to suck anything. <laughs> <laughs> but some people like sucking and that's okay too. That's okay too. <laughs> That's okay. I'd call that more recreational. (laughs) Oh, so the chick. Yeah. What have I seen her in? She was only in like three Clouseau movies. Because she looks like somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not Natalie Wood. It's not. She's got that like. Yeah, she has a very fresh ingenue. Like. Yeah, she does look like somebody else. I think I know what who who you're homing in on, okay. but I, my mental Rolodex is not latching in on it. No problem. Uh, but yeah, that's... Was that his wife? That was his wife. That's Clouseau's well, wife. That's Vera Clouseau. Good for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? She was in Quay of the Goldsmiths. Like, she had a very small part in Quay of the Goldsmiths. And then uh, they started a relationship. So she was in, like, three of his movies, and then she passed away of a heart attack. And he was absolutely distraught, which is another reason his film career kind of stumbled yet again. Because she wasn't that, she didn't look that old at all. No, no. She looked early 30s, if that. Mm -hmm. And then by the time he would have been well enough to do movies again, the French New Wave happened. Ah. And nobody was making movies like he did. Yeah, no, those are different movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so and the, Hitchcock probably had his visa revoked from the U.S. Yeah. And the <laughs> the, uh, the 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 people, you know, the the du cinema people, the people who were doing the really pushing the French yeah, New yeah. Wave in France, yeah. were not kind to Clouseau. No, why why would they be? Because mm-hmm. they were busy being pretentious and new wavy. Well, yeah, and it, I appreciate no. what they did. Not that Clouseau wasn't pretentious in his own right. He, well, absolutely. But he's got that that super tight style. Yeah. That is the kind of antithesis of the new Yeah. Movie. Yeah. 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 And so he just wasn't in fashion anymore. So later in life, he, he directed a few documentaries and that was Ooh. pretty much it. Also be interesting yeah, to they see. Yeah, they, they were about, um, if I remember right, they were about music. Like oh. honing in on on certain large orchestral productions. Oh, kind of cool. It. Yeah, kind of cool. Produced for TV, if I remember right. Oh, interesting. But yeah, he had this period in the late forties and then through the fifties where he just made some amazing films. And there's also a documentary out there that I still haven't gotten my hands on that I really need to see. It's called Clouseau's Inferno. Oh, where it's one of the movies he wanted to make called Le Inferno or L'Enfer, Le whatever, it, yeah, whatever yeah. Inferno is in French. And it's very famous for never getting off the ground. Oh. And so it's a documentary all about that production. Like Hodorowski's Dune? Kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Very much so. And I've heard it, the documentary is very good. I just have never hmm. been now, able Speaking to of Inferno, I'm yeah. curious about the stunts and or special effects. In, were 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 yeah. they was that like 
models? Were they... Hey, did they chuck a, a truck off a cliff? Yeah! I'm pretty sure they chucked a truck that's off a cliff. That's so cool! That's that's pretty much how you get that, that but effect. But like the, like the oil rig fire, did they just like, oh, hey, there's an oil rig fire over in that town. Let's go shoot it for a while. Or that that must be the case. I mean, I don't think that was rear projection. Well, I mean, no, no, no. no. I, I mean, mean, like, he... I I don't think it was rear projection either. But like, did he build an oil rig? Hopefully not. And set it on fire. But he might have. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, like, if you've got uh, what's his name from eight and a half, like building skyscraper yeah. big things. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't Clouseau go and? Build an oil rig to set on fire. It, it's entirely possible, but the scale of setting an oil well on fire is... Yeah, that's true. Pretty intense. It might have been models. Could have just uh, set a bunch of car tires on fire. Ooh, car tires! <laughs> stinky! Well, <laughs> really stinky. not like they were worried about stinky on that Oh, one. God, that's true. How I mean, long did those actors have to sit in that black goop like even if it wasn't petrol even if it wasn't crude oil yeah whatever makeup they had on it just oh my god it had to kill them Mm mm-hmm like i think i think they actually were in crude oil oh my god that oh at least that's what i've seen i hope they got lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of good ice cream or something for that because <laughs> i would have had a writer in my acting contract being like you can put me in crude oil but i get like eighty thousand massages for the rest of my life or yeah something. Like, like like the director gives me foot massages every day yeah or like somebody year. i actually like because i'm gonna be pissed at him for a while that's probably true yeah <laughs> it's his foot massages oh, are probably oh, really oh. angry these ah. people Stupid Americans working on an oil rig who light a dude covered in, in crude, crude oil. oil. They give him a cigarette. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. Or just you know in general smoking around that. Yeah, much I, I, we were making jokes for we her. Oh, gotta smoke. We're French. Yeah. But crude oil, nap French. Okay. <laughs> even the skull and crossbones on the side. Yes, it had a, it had had a, a fucking pipe. <laughs> Even the skull and crossbones is smoking. Oh, oh, and then random reappearing German guy? Yep, yep, yep. So, that, that did extra, he die? I don't, did I have he no die? idea. Because that's an amazing question. Yeah. Because he could have just chickened the fuck out. Yeah. The German or, guy could have just not wanted to put his life in danger. Yeah, and it could have, it, and it totally could have been, he was convinced. And yep. it didn't have to be death convincing. No, it just no. just convincing. Or... It could have just been, oh, we need people dancing, dancing on set on stage yeah. three. Yeah. And German dude was hanging around and, oh, nobody will notice. He's not an important character. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the pretty ladies and German dude's in the shot. And they're they're yelling at the screen because our hero is <laughs> going, stupid Wee! shit. I'm Toodles, the driving cat. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Speaking of that guy, that's uh, Yves Montand, oh. who is, let's see, he was Italian and then he emigrated to France oh, and okay. uh, he was in a whole bunch of stuff. He did a movie with Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Apparently he had an affair with her at some point. Well, uh, he did. He dated Edith Piaf for a while. <gasps> he was a jazz singer for a while, but he, he did some fairly big films in France. People who remember French film in the 80s, uh, he worked a lot with Claude Berry a lot. Okay, so okay. Jean de Florette and Men on the Spring, he was in okay, both of those. Okay. 
There's also this magnificent film from the late 60s called Z, like the letter Z. Oh, I've heard of it. It's amazing. Okay, so it's a it's this amazing crime thriller oh. uh, political thing. It, I can't even describe it, but it's just this phenomenal film that nobody ever seems to hear about these days. And it's super hard to Google because it's just the letter Z. Z, right. <laughs> you need to do like Z movie or yeah. something. It took me the longest time to uh, track down a copy just because <laughs> the title is the letter Z. Well, and Google tries to be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, nope. It, it's, yeah, it just so anyway um that's probably about all the uh all the trivia i have there's definitely other things we can <laughs> exhaustedly sigh about like all the naked children and oh you know. yeah, well all the naked not white people yes because yes. hey let's put random naked not white people around to show that they're naked not white people yeah what? yeah i don't like, well it's a you know, they're trying to illustrate the poverty of that town. Well, yeah, but then the lady in the shower for what? Yeah. I mean, that that just kind of makes me mad. Yeah. Because that's just normalizing stuff that doesn't need to be normalized. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Oh, and can we talk about the toxic masculinity in this movie? Oh, God. Like, half of the reason those dudes died is because of toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. Like... I'm man enough to go and blow myself up. Ha ha! Well, consider this. You know, they're they're all feeling trapped in this town, and they don't have a way to get out. So it's it's not it's not just that. No, it's them. not just that. Also, but the reward that two thousand oh, two thousand dollars is high in terms of nineteen fifty three money. Yeah, in nineteen fifty. Yeah, that's worth. Uh, in today's money, that'd be like eighteen thousand dollars if you drive this truck over the mountains. Yeah, and and I get that. I get that. But still, like, the way they were taunting each other, the way they were demonstrating their characters, like, it was just, it was all tied into this mythos of, I'm more manly than you. Yeah, there's, it's all this dick wagon. And and that, I mean, that part wasn't interesting to me. That part made me eye roll. And the, and the treatment of that, that poor young lady. Oh, yeah, the, she was totally like, go upstairs so I can show that I am get to sleep with you while we're, your actual boyfriend yeah. can't, and, like, but he doesn't care that she's sleeping with the boss guy, and yeah, then, you like... Know, France. Well, no, <laughs> what I mean... I mean, like... It, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she, and then he, like, hits her because yeah. she opened her mouth? Like, I don't... He has a whip! What? The whip. <laughs> yeah. The whip? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, throws her off the truck because she's like, don't go. You're going to die. Uh, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, although uh, her dress remained impressively white. Oh, yeah. She had some of that Joan Crawford, Johnny Guitar, Scotch guard. Yes. That was hugely, like, and she made that dress? Excuse you. <laughs> you did not make that dress without a serger. <laughs> and because there was bony in that bodice. Well, I have done boning by hand sewing. It just, I, I imagine with she cotton. Had... <laughs> Not in cotton. I did satin, but still, uh, well, yeah, hand sewing. Well. If you've got the time, it can be. When nice. did she have the time? She was too busy cleaning floors and sleeping with half the town. I know. Not I that know. that was wrong. She can sleep with whoever she wants to. Not judging her choices. No, no, no. But hoping they were choices. Yes. They probably weren't choices. Well, some of them were choices. Some of them were choices. Chasing after the truck for her 
That was a choice. Sloopy dude. Yeah. That was a choice. Making the dress was a choice, and it was a very lovely choice. It was. It was. But she didn't do that there for real. <laughs> because, no. Just, you don't get that dress that way. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Her braids were very lovely and on point. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I do love that scene where she goes out to pray and the hanged man. Oh, yeah. I forgot tree. about that, dude. There, there are just so many... I just, saw his feet. Yeah. Before I yeah. they did the upshot. Yeah. And then so I'm like, oh, she's gonna see like the legs, but then they did it as an upshot for the reveal to yes. her. And I was like, oh lighting, oh framing, oh cinematography. <laughs> it was oh. gorgeous. There there are so many great reveals and, and so many the and she just yelled, a cinema. She yelled yeah. like a real like a real person. Yeah. She didn't do the hammer horror scream. Right. Which I appreciate it. Right. Not that, nice. the, not that there's anything wrong with the hammer horror scream. I love the hammer horror scream. There, there is a place and a time. For yes. The and it was not scream. this movie. So good choice. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> there are so many things. I think the movie is very aware of the racism that's definitely going yeah. on in the first half of the movie. And, yeah. you know, even into the second half. But the that mishmash of cultures and languages mm-hmm. and just everybody colliding together and they can't get out. It's mm-hmm. They're not in the cage, but they are. Yeah. And, and I, I love it's just kind of this pressure cooker environment of people who are unhappy and they're not nice and they're not going to be nice to each other. Nope. Or but, dogs. But the movie is aware that there's privileges to white people. Yep. There's privileges to people with money. And that these other people are marginalized because of that. Mm-hmm. So I think... and, and I, I Or get, even the perception of money. Yeah. Even the perception of money. Because because when Joe walks in... <laughs> Joe walks in. He doesn't pay for anything. He pay the cab. He is poorer than the poor people there. Yep. And he gets away with it. Yeah. Because privilege yeah. and perception of wealth. Right. Classism works. It does. Yeah. It really does. It shouldn't. But it does. Sadly. Mm, sigh. So I, I always really kind of appreciated that kind of roughness that... Or that the, the first half that it's just such... It's, it's not... They're not ignoring it. Yeah. You wouldn't have seen that in a movie made in America for a that's, mainstream audience. Yes. That's more like what I was talking about. Why yeah. if they had remade this in the 50s, you wouldn't have gotten that edge. Right. Because that ability to acknowledge the world has problems mm-hmm. was not what Hollywood was selling. Right. And this movie was. Yeah. This movie was like celebrating that the world has problems. Yes. And then and telling you there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Go drive off a cliff. Well, <laughs> yeah, and and it, the world has problems because colonialism oh, because so many problems. Yeah, in problems because white people are here because problems because white people. Yeah, we should hashtag that <laughs> because white people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh yeah, that's a that's a pool I'd rather not wade into on Twitter. Anyway, point. So yeah, it, it's a fascinating movie oh. to me, and I and for as infuriating as it can yes. be, at but it's some still points. brilliantly yeah. infuriating. Yeah, and it's meant to be infuriating. Yeah, like you, like you, it did what it was set out yeah, to do. Like, I'm going to infuriate you right now. Press the press button. the button. <laughs> oh oh, you mean you have another button over here? 
that you don't want me to touch? You you don't want me to touch this button. This one right here? The big red candy lake button. The big one that I'm that I'm hovering over right now <laughs> that that you don't want this one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll press this one too. <laughs> Maybe I'll go over here and press this one and then come back to that one. No. Maybe. Oh, look, there's an orange one. Boop. <laughs> I bet you didn't even know you had this one. <laughs> oh, the gestures, dear listeners, are pretty great. <laughs> Sorry. It's a miming for podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great radio. So anyway. <laughs> we should probably watch this again. <laughs> In our next movie. The Sorcerer! Sorcerer. <laughs> yes, dear listeners, please find the 1977 American film Sorcerer, as that is the next movie we are going to focus on on this podcast. So for right now, we will give you a couple of weeks to track down Sorcerer. Yep. It is available on streaming uh, multiple places. Take and... a breath. Be nice to some puppies. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Live life. Yes, yes. It's not all hopeless. Don't play with nitroglycerin. No. Don't light cigarettes around nitroglycerin. Don't throw rocks at dogs. Don't swim in crude oil. No. No. No, don't do those things. Be nice women. Yes. Do that. Do (laughs) that a lot. And non-white people. Okay, there we go. Yeah, there we go. We're covered. (laughs) Okay, we're good. We're good. (laughs) So, dear listeners, we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks. And uh, I have been Melissa, and I've been joined by... Tanya! And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye! We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.